Welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. Making an urgent plea for renewal of the biodiesel tax credit. I'm your host, John Davis. America's biodiesel industry is in a tight spot. The loss of the federal $1 a gallon biodiesel tax incentive on January 1st this year has idled refineries across the country as producers struggle to stay solvent, awaiting Congress to take action and reconcile the two versions of the bill and save an industry that, according to National Biodiesel Board CEO Joe Job, has been largely successful. Private Americans uh, put together private investment uh, to build over 150 biodiesel plants nationwide, uh, creating green jobs, green investment, displacing billions of gallons of petroleum, and uh, creating a net positive to the national treasury through, uh, through generated tax revenues. Uh, it, it is a very successful uh, program, and it, it uh, is... It is almost shameful that it has been allowed to last. Uh, With one of the largest environmental calamities uh, in our lifetime unfolding right now in the Gulf, right now is not the time for America to abandon its first advanced biofuel. That's why Job hosted a recent webinar bringing together a variety of biodiesel producers from across the country from small family-owned businesses to the nation's biggest biodiesel refiner to let them make their case. Bernie Crowley of Delta American Fuel, a biodiesel producer in Helena, Arkansas, says that after his family's 50-plus years in agriculture and five years building their 40 million gallon a year refinery, they just got up to full speed, and the operation has the potential for 75 to 80 jobs, a big deal in that rural part of Arkansas. This year, we were able to bring our plant uh, fully up to production level uh, and have it fully commissioned. So we're in a position now where we could employ 35 to 40 additional employees. Um, On top of that, uh, we currently operate a terminal and an ag services business um, that employs another 40 people. So our combined business would be right around 75 to 80 people in Phillips County, Arkansas. Um, If you don't know about Phillips County, Arkansas, which most of you probably don't, uh, we are one of the most impoverished counties in the nation. Um, So job growth here is is few and far between and uh, difficult to come by. So um, 35 jobs for our area is a huge get. It would be a huge plus for our economy. Um, And we've been on pause since January 1 uh, when this tax credit ran out, there was no way that we could bring our plant, which is new and fresh and and ready to go, up and completely online. Uh, On top of that, in having to keep our operation afloat while we wait on Congress to act, um, it's starting to pull our other businesses underwater. So uh, we're going to go from where we could be adding 40 jobs to our economy if the tax credit was in place to potentially putting 40 more people out of work and sucking a huge piece of capital out of the framework of this county um, if this tax credit didn't pass things because we're going to start running into serious, serious cash flow issues. Crowley adds that while they need the biodiesel tax incentive renewed now, they also need a long-term fix, such as a permanent credit. Scott Johnson with Gen X Energy Group, a privately held biodiesel producer from Pasco, Washington, says it's hard to keep investors when you can't rely on the support. 
we're on the planning phase of a new six million plus gallons per year biodiesel production facility that will be located in Richland, Washington, which is considered a rural development zone as well. If the biodiesel tax credit had been extended before the close of 2009, our new facility would already be online employing um, people from the community. We'd be buying local oil feedstocks and producing clean burning biomass-based diesel fuels for our country. But, however, since we have not seen the federal support needed to grow the biofuel industry to maturity, we have taken a slower pace in the plant construction um, with a much later targeted completion date of late November of this year, 2010. Our new facility will directly employ a minimum of 10 people, and a real important thing to talk about is, is not even just the people there at the facility, but we'll inject indirectly employ more than five local trucking companies, several commodities brokers, a local railroad. Uh, we'll also use BNSF and Union Pacific Railroads numerous farmers that we work with and we'll purchase general supplies from our local community so we're really supporting the entire um, infrastructure in the United States even besides just the local. Um, the GenX vision that we run by is to be one of the leading biofuel producers in the United States with or without the federal biodiesel tax credit. However, the timeline to achieve this vision can be significantly decreased through federal funding support extension of biodiesel tax credit would lead to jobs and oil independence in this generation instead of waiting for future generations to complete our vision. Jeff Strolberg, CEO of Renewable Energy Group, the nation's biggest biodiesel maker and marketer, echoes Johnson's concerns. We have a debt market right now that's uh, extremely skittish because of everything that uh, the banks have gone through over the last 18 months. And uh, those bankers uh, are skittish anyway. Uh, they're very when it comes to lending into a new industry that has uncertain public policy like the biodiesel industry has right now. And as a result, we have two other plants that I didn't mention uh, because they're under construction. One is in New Orleans and one is in, in Emporia, Kansas. And uh, those two plants, for uh, because of lack of debt financing, have been put on hold uh, for the last uh, year and a half. Uh, bankers are not even willing to talk to us about providing credit uh, until we get a blender's tax credit. And uh, even at that, as the, as the bankers look at that and they see the blender's tax credit expiring again in December, uh, kind of getting back to uh, one, of the, uh, one of the comments that um, I think it was uh, uh, Bernie Crowley had made, um, you know, we, we, we need to have a longer uh, timeline uh, than just one year. So, uh, you know, to really attract debt capital into this market, we're going to have to have a blender's tax credit that gives some certainty uh, to, the, uh, to the lending community. And I think a three- to five-year uh, blender's tax credit is going to be required to actually attract debt into, into this market. Strohlberg adds this uncertainty has forced them to drastically cut production, and even the promise of a retroactive application of the credit hasn't changed that. We do have 180 million gallons of built production that we own, and we have marketing agreements for another 180 million gallons of uh, biodiesel that is um, owned by other investors. So that's uh, the marketing uh, capacity that we have. 
but the uncertainty in the marketplace has been created by not having a blender's tax credit has uh, reduced uh, all of that capacity to less than 25%. Bobby Heiser with Pennsylvania-based Nittany Biodiesel says that after subsidizing the company's $30 million plant outside of Atlanta, Georgia, with hopes the credit would soon be retroactively restored, they finally ran out of money and had to practically idle the refinery. He says the loss of the operation that turned local waste restaurant grease into biodiesel is also sending the raw materials to Europe pushing those materials prices permanently higher. As a result of the overall industry's current disarray, all caused by the lapse in the tax credit, many of our raw material supplies are now going to Europe, where incentives are greater. European markets are closed to our biodiesel, but they're robbing our pantry to take our raw materials. Let me be clear, I'm not advocating a trade war, and I know that taxing exports is in violation of our Constitution. I support that. But incentives for restaurants here to send their waste oils to domestic energy production it would help improve the collection of these oils, keeping them out of the sewer, would help these entrepreneurial businesses that are doing the collections and processing, and would help the biofuel businesses like ours. <clears throat> Instead, the current export of these materials has raised our costs, even though domestic production of biodiesel has essentially ceased. Buyers aren't in the market because the price equation's out of balance. Our costs for the feedstock oils alone can be greater than the cost of petroleum fuel today. Heiser adds they wouldn't need the federal credit restored forever. As new feedstocks, less expensive raw materials become commercially available, as the market impact grows and as consumer confidence grows, the tax credits will become less important. But they're an imperative today. Without it, we'll fail. I believe this industry will fail. And I believe it'll be nearly impossible to start another alternative transportation fuel uh, business in the future. What bank would loan to it? So how long would the industry need the credit? NBB's Joe Job says not nearly as long as the time petroleum has enjoyed its government subsidy. I don't know how, how exactly long it will take, but I just know it's longer than five years. Um, the petroleum industry has benefited for more than 100 years by embedded uh, government energy policy to keep uh, petroleum artificially low uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of what taxpayers and consumers actually pay at the pump. And Job says you only have to look at the ecological disaster unfolding in the Gulf of Mexico to know that we have to have an alternative to crude oil. If the biodiesel tax credits were turned back on today, uh, tomorrow our industry, the biodiesel industry, could uh, immediately begin contributing energy to the economy, could be contributing fuel to the economy uh, to the, uh, in a comparable level, to about 10 times the amount of, of toxic crude oil that is spilling into the Gulf right now as we speak. The industry is still hoping the incentive will be renewed before Congress goes on its Memorial Day break. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry. Thank you.